the winter. Hello and welcome to What We Do in the Winter. This is the 60th episode in the series of podcasts from the Isles of Mull, Iona, Ulva, Gometra and Erid. I'm Alistair Satchel, I live outside of Dervig in the north of Mull and I'll be your host today. In this episode, I have the great pleasure of talking to Harry Hickford of Tobermory. I hope this finds you happy and well wherever you may be. Harry originally comes from the Scottish borders, where he worked on the land, particularly as a horseyman. He came to Mull to run Erry Farm for Colonel Anderson. Our conversation covers lots and lots of ground. We go from his time growing up in the borders to moving to Mull, who the characters were when he first came here, how he found life on the island, the changes in agricultural practice that he's seen over the course of his life, and so much more besides. We also, at last, hear a ghost story about Eddie Farm and how you can use a ghost to make sure unwanted guests don't linger for too long. This is a conversation that I've wanted to have for a very long time, so it was just brilliant to get to spend time with Harry. I'll be back at the end with more hot waffle. Now, it is with the greatest of pleasure that I pass you over to Harry Hickford. Who are you? <laughs> Harry Hickford. My, that, my Sunday name is Henry, but nobody knows me by that. <laughs> it's Harry. And where did you come from originally, Harry? Uh, the other side of Lockerbie, aye, what a bit, aye. <laughs> and that's the Scottish borders? That's right, do I, aye. Border culture is very distinct to kind of local mull culture and that's right. highland culture. <laughs> Were your folks from that area originally? Yes, aye, aye. Hey, hey. Whereabouts did they uh, come uh, from? Well, I was born in a wee village called Gretna Green, just below the blacksmith shop. Uh, what about your mum and dad? Where did, where did they come from originally? What, what, where were they from? Uh, my dad was uh, worked for a shepherd, and he came from Penrith and moved up to, to Gretna Green, aye, because... Time of the depression or something like that, aye. Right. To get work, aye. Hey, hey. What about your mum? Where was where were her folks from? She, she, they were same Penrith, aye. Hey, aye. I actually reading a book um, called uh, The Shepherd's Life by James Rebanks at the oh, moment, aye. and it's about farming in in Cumbria. That's right. And the nature of the land there and how long people have been there for hey, as well. Aye. It's just. It's amazing. I, it's amazing these, especially in the lake districts, they call them fells, these big hills. Aye. 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 He was saying that he reckons that they've been there for at least 4,000 years, the sheep. My God. Oh, aye, they will be. Aye, yeah. aye. But they've changed now because it, it was all herdricks in those days. Aye. Yeah. Aye. So, what did your parents do in the borders? Well, as I said, my father, he, he was a shepherd, and then the war broke out. He went to work in, because money was quite a big family, there was 12 of us. And he took on, a, a, when the war started, some ordnance depot, uh, along the ammunition and that. Uh. So what did that work entail? Was that getting rid of ordnance? No, no, it, it was, uh, there, there was a big army camp on the other side of that day. Uh. And that place was rotted water because during the war it was a live range. Okay. Thing about that, that these big guns were two, two and a half miles away, and they would give a notice 48 hours that they're going to do a training session, and these things would be flying over. 
Goodness me. Right. Can you still remember the sounds? Oh, aye. Gosh. They were going to land in a place called Keeper Fit. It was, it matched to us. And they must have went wrong with the, the rain, but it landed in the shepherd's cottage and she took off with the kids and she wouldn't come back again. <laughs> Can't blame her at all. And the sheep had a blue pop on the near side, hip, and it was live ammunition they were using. And 19 out of 10, if a sheep was dead, it had a bullet hole through there. Poor thing. And, and uh, he was an auctioneer, but he, he, he was a captain. He did, he did all the valuations. And I remember this captain saying to this valuer, he says, I don't like mutton, but I do like lamb. If you take the lamb, you wouldn't take the yows. <laughs> Which all had was life in those days, anyhow. There was no electricity, but in the spring, that's all we had, aye. Everything was salted, aye. Aye, we salted the pig in February, and that did us a whole year, aye. Where did you store it? Was it in the cult? In the would you call it the press or what? Would no, no. You, 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 when you got it right cured for about three to four weeks, there's hooks on the. You'll see old farmhouses with hooks. Well, that's where we hung the the hams and that. Aye. So what was what was your favourite bit to get? Would you work your way consecutively through it, or would it be done in? Oh in no, you, you you cut it up. You, you had the shoulder and then the side. We called it the flakes, and you battered it and and. With a, a fancy thing like uh, it was like a driving uh, rod of an old uh, moor, and you, you got this thing and you pulled it like that, and it rolled the, the sides in, and it had, had it all rolled on that night. So, what was your favourite cut to get of the? Oh, of the, the hams was the best. Really? Oh, I. <laughs> what did you do with them? Were they boiled? Were they? No, no, we just fried them. I. <laughs> Lovely. And what? Um, what what would you have with them? What was the kind of well potatoes and turnips? Aye, aye. That's still that just... and turnips. <laughs> perfect. Aye, absolutely perfect. What was the house that you grew up in then? What was it like? Oh, it was a, it was a wee cottage and it had no electricity and the toilet was outside and aye. But then as as the family grew, uh, got bigger, we moved from Gretna Green to Gretna and got a a three bedroom uh, council house. Where it was. Oh, fantastic. Aye. <laughs> and that's when my father went to work at this ordinance depot. Why? So, if you don't mind me asking, when when were you born, and when did you move from Gretna? Nineteen thirty-one. I was born. <laughs> Goodness me! <laughs> I was a twin. Oh, I, really? I was a gentleman from the day I was born. I let the girl come first. Ah, <laughs> fantastic! Why? And is yeah. your twin still with us? No, no, no. She died. I and. Uh, we moved from there to a place called Burnside Road where there was a, we had a wee croft. Mm -hmm. And then we left school at 14, went to this farm, and it was 10 shillings a week. Okay, gosh. And I, that was the first time I'd ever been away from home in my life. And I was going home every other night, and it was two shillings on the bus. Oh, man. <laughs> my father says, ask me, what's this costing you? And I told them. And he said, you're living on somebody else. And I, Went another bit, it was five miles off the road, no electricity, no running water, <laughs> and no bus service. Right. <laughs> then did you, did you come home from there? Or no, did you, no, no, just, no. no. So what, what, were, what were your roles in, in the farm then? Well, I started off uh, uh, with uh, altogether 15 Clydesdale horses. And, wow. And uh, 
were kept at the the, the colts till they were gilded and we sold them as two-year-olds and that paid for the rent and part of the shepherd's wages in those days. They were that valuable, gosh. Oh, boy, aye, aye. <laughs> They're some size, the Clydesdale. Oh, just... aye, aye. And you would break them in when you spent the holes and then they got caught again to get gilded mm-hmm. and that was until they were two-year-olds till they went to get shoes on them. And I remember it was having to wash the legs and the tools and it hit my old farmer saying, well, you kind of kick your base at once. <laughs> 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 you were in the forest there. You totally, aye, the danger aye. zone. <laughs> Clydesdales, what is the character of a Clydesdale like? Are they similar or are they very different to each other? Or is there, what are the dominant char- characteristics? Oh, aye, the, the, uh, uh, the good legs and hair on them and, and a mane and, and a good a sh- a thick back on them and put pulling things, aye, aye. And as a beast, what are they, are they kind of fairly grumpy or are they quiet? Oh, no, from... no, no, they're very quiet, aye. Easy broken in, aye. Wow. Aye. And how would you break them in? What would, what would you do? Well, we didn't break them in. Uh, there was a man, we call, called him the horse culper. He, he broke them in, aye. And then they come back to us and we would work away at them, aye. And was the horse cowper, was that a, a local person? or was Oh, that aye, a, he was local, aye, aye. He broke them in, aye. And I remember had a, a pair, uh, Rose and Kate was uh, the name, and they'd never been together before. And it was a 25-acre field, but it was turnips. And he said, don't stop whatever you do, he says. <laughs> And I'll take this word for me because he said the first time they've been together, they maybe no. Yeah. <laughs> and I was up and down. <laughs> In those days, uh, an acre, I think 28 inches of drill, and an acre you walked five miles up and down these drills. Goodness uh, me. <laughs> that was before tractors come out. Indeed, yeah. Aye. Aye. Well, come in the first, uh, when I was at school, it, it was a steam traction engine that did the threshing mill. And it was my job. With the horse with a big uh, oh, bin, I can mean how many hundred gallons of water, well, not hundred, but a hundred gallons of water. Uh-huh. And it was my job to keep it filled and take it to the steam engine so you could keep the steam, the water going through uh-huh. there. <laughs> right. What did people say about those, those steam traction engines? Were they quite impressed with them? Oh, aye, aye, aye. Oh, there's a man at the creek, his name, Anne, and he, he had them with his rubber uh, straps across them. Aye? Aye, to, to give them a better grip. Attraction, aye. Aye. And how, I mean, what did that, that must have made a massive difference in time to the to work. Oh, aye, aye. Aye, aye. Yeah, can you remember any of the, the names of the engines at all? What, what were they? Were they? Oh, and I remember Fowler's was, was the, the, the main one, this fella had, aye. Aye. And then, of course, when after the war broke out, tractors came on the scene. And, but there were no combines in those years, all thrashing mills, aye. So your work, you started working as a horseyman, basically. That's right, aye. Amazing. That's an incredible heritage of, of work that goes thousands of years That's back. Right, aye. What What were your roles as a horseyman then? What did you do? Well, I was just the, the boy, my job was just... All the odd job jobs and carton turnips and that to the sheep. I could be fed word the four hundred half bred you know, chivet you were breeding half bred lambs and he bought hundred and twenty chivet weather lambs to feed in these turnips, I 
And in the wintertime, you had to cut the turnips by hand. Oh, goodness. <laughs> that must have been fairly tiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, How many fingers you got? I forgot the <laughs> Oh, man. Aye, it was hard work, but it was, you were happy. Aye. Aye. And there was no television. And the wireless was a battery. Aye. Mm -hmm. Aye. The light programme. Aye. <laughs> that. Yeah, exactly. So Borders culture itself, as I say, is very different to uh, Highland and Hebridean culture. Oh, why? What would you say? What What are your memories of of the contrast of Borders life to, to Highland life and oh, Highland life? The the is not much different to Highland because they're, they're awful social. Aye, aye, aye. Same in the Highlands, see the Highland especially. Aye, aye. But the, there are different ways of working. Aye, aye. Was there anything that stands out particularly as a surprise when you came here? You thought, oh, that's how you do that. Oh, I, well, on the borders you had the sheep from the, down from the hills in the morning and you put them back up at night. But here they just wandered away. Oh, that was the biggest difference, I. <laughs> what, what's the reason for that? Well, they, they, well, on the borders, I reckon, you know, they're, they're grazing all the way down with... I remember the fellow McLeod, he was with the, the college, and he said, he called it ranching here. They just kept the one place and finished that bit off and went on to the next time. Oh. Right. It's a different rhythm of work, I guess, then, oh, isn't aye. it? Oh, yes, aye, aye, aye. So you were working with horses. What else did you work with as a young man? Well, after, well, uh, uh, horses, uh, the feeding sheep, and then when the tractors came, they put me on onto the sheep altogether, aye. What was the most interesting thing when you were younger about working with sheep? What was a surprise to you? Oh, about it was a great that lambing to me, especially when you seen the lambs and that running about die. Yeah, we're, we're the same here as well. That the, the minute that they appear, it's oh, just aye, aye. you feel everything feels aye. lighter. But there was in those days there weren't so many lorries. In those days it was yeah. railway wagons, and you, I think there was twenty five went into a railway wagon and. We had to walk them four miles from the station to the farm, but they came out as dry as they went in. Or, but with these big lorries now, four decks. Of, it's mad, isn't I, it? So, and so growing up um, in the borders as well, a bit um, the language of the borders is is different. Oh, aye, it's awful different. That's right, aye. Are there any kind of phrases and terms that you remember with affection from from your youth that, that you've not heard around here for a long oh, time? Oh, aye, aye. Uh, as you know, you were a handful, and we used to call that it was a base hand, you called it a gouten fool. A gouten fool? <laughs> Fantastic. Aye. Aye. And of course, the fastest way of it, we called it the hindmost part of the field. Aye. Aye. Yeah. Aye. It's like the bread, we call um, uh, the heel end of the bread the hind ender. Oh, aye. That's, aye. that's what we call that. Yeah, but, uh, so where where would you go for a treat in the borders when you know when, what was a, a special place to go? Oh up? well, uh, 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 in the winter time we had a, a, a wee hut, we had a wee carpet bowl going there. But if you if you had to go into the town, it was five miles to the town. <laughs> if you wanted to see your picture, but nine times once a week we went like that. Aye, depends what was on. Aye. I get to Tobermory about once a week as well. But oh, things have changed right enough. Mm -hmm. I, that the uh, as I said, you, you went to the sales, and that was the, the main thing. We I Lockerbie or Carlisle. I, 
Aye. In but those days, there was, there was three days at Lockerbie and three days a week at Carlisle with sheep, and now it's all Lockerbie's down to one day in the main sale. Tremendous lot of sheep went off the borders. <laughs> I and this keel of forest that compared into, well, it was in three counties, Roxburghshire, Cumberland and Northumberland. <laughs> and a hell of a sheep went off of there, aye. And it's now, now down to one? That's right, aye. The thing that kind of keeps striking me is that the price of wool now, when you compare it to, you know, the Highland clearance has aye. happened because of wool. Aye. The price of wool. That's right, aye. But now you can't sell wool for... Aye. Well, that's what I was saying when I came here, when the doors were about the folk leaving funerary and that. Oh, yeah. They got rid of it to put sheep on. Now they got the sheep off to put trees on. That's very interesting. Aye. Yeah. Aye. I said, I had not thought of that. To mull. Just the job. I never, I never seen. I just applied for this job. They're looking for a manager, and I didn't know where Mull was, and I just applied and I got it. And, and uh, I got the train from Lockerbie. I mind that nine o'clock left Lockerbie, and uh, changed trains at, at Castiers and got to Stirling. And at that time, the, the line was open from Stirling to Oban. And you left Stirling at half past twelve. You got into Oban at five o'clock in the morning. That's a heck of a journey. And well, every station that dropped mail and paper of on the all the roads. Oh, aye, aye, aye. So you had to sleep on the train then? No, there were no sleepers in those days. So you just sat there on the train? <laughs> sat there, aye. Nodded off? And if it had been Monday and Wednesday a Friday, you would have got a boat from Owen at six o'clock, the claim over, went right out that out, and she called in at Tupamori at half past. But instead of that, I had to wait till till half past one to the Loven Bar was ready for sailing. <laughs> so what did you think of Oban when you first saw Oban then? Oh, it, it, it was quiet. There wasn't much uh, activity then as yesterday. When I come up, I had the two dogs and my gear. Oh, fine. And the station master, he was awful good in there. He said, where are you going? I said, I'm going tomorrow. He said, you'll have a long wait. So uh, he said, just bide in here. And he put it his station master's office. Aye. That's lovely. Aye. What were your two dogs called? Glen and, and, and Fly, right. So where did you see the job advertised? In the Scottish Farmer. Uh, right. Right. And the name, it was Eddie Farm that you came to? That's right, right. I came, there was uh, eight cows and uh, I think it was 60 sheep. And when I left, in, uh, when did I leave in the 70s, it was 500 sheep and 30 cows. What size is the land at Eddie? Well, it was a fair size then, because you come right up the Mishnah Slocks. Oh, right, OK. Oh, aye. But there was nothing on that at that, at that. I was going to, we were going to want it, but the, the colonel, uh, he, he retired and he just sold it to the forestry, aye. <laughs> but we had part had more and, and the lighthouse and that, aye. It's huge, huge aye. area. Oh, aye. <laughs> so it was the Andersons that had the farm. That's right, aye. <laughs> And who was all in the family when, when you arrived here? With well, the there was uh, Adair, Andrina, Roderick and Minty. Aye, that was the fourth. Aye, Gosh. two boys and two girls. And what was your accommodation when you, when you came here? It was in the farmhouse, yeah. uh, the first slated house in Mull. 
didn't know that. Aye, there's, there's a thing, now a fellow showed me a, a book and it showed you the aye, Dr. Uh, what was it, the Dr. Dr. Clegg? No, no, but in days gone by, the, the Southern Highlands. Oh, um, Dr. Bos Johnson. Dr. Johnson, Boswell and Johnson, aye. aye. Well, seemingly the, the farmhouse, the, the old house I was in, it was a, an inn in, in days gone by. Because you could see what we call the, 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 the loft and, and the stalls down below, where you could see the windows right. that was made, aye. And this was said when they, when they drove the sheep or cattle over from Wingery, they come there and they stopped there on the way to, aye. On the drove road? Aye. But it was in this book, it said it was the first slated house in the world. Oh, gosh. Aye. So that's, that's a long time ago. Oh, God, aye, aye. aye. And was it was it warm the house? Oh yes, oh the wall was three feet thick. <laughs> aye, oh my, aye. Gosh. warm in the winter and cool in the summer. Oh aye. Fantastic. And what was um what was the it was a fire for the for the oh heating. yes oh aye. Or was it just one or were there two or three in the house or? No, just one fire in the house. Aye. And was it peat or wood or coal? Oh no, coal. Aye. <laughs> aye, that was the, the you got it. A ton of potatoes and three ton of coal, that was the, the perks you got, and three milk, well, you had to milk the cow in here, so. So what were your roles when you first worked for the Andersons then? Oh, I, I had full control of the, the place, aye. Fantastic. So how did that feel after having been a young man? Oh, it was, felt great, aye. But it was, uh, it actually, uh, when we started with the gallery, you had to go to Castle Douglas. And, uh -huh. Yeah, just two days away or something like that, die. What were the changes that you brought into, or did you bring changes into the land there? or? Oh, I uh, cut a lot of bracken, uh, spread a lot of lime. Oh, right. Uh, uh, Adam Lithgow, I think, was the name of the man. It, mm -hmm. was, waste, it was from Ireland that lime came in. It was quite good, die. Because mm -hmm. it needed to. Uh, this fellow McLeod, he was a, worked for the, the college and it. The, the fields that lad he needed six ton of lime to the acre to bring it up to the right level. I I, I was getting a puffer load in it now and again. I. So what does lime do to the soil? Oh, it, it sweetened the soil and that. Oh, I. Oh, I. So did that bring that must have brought fertility up massively? Oh yes, oh it did. I. I. So what kind of crops were you growing then? At that time, we, we, we uh, broke a field in the. Lay, you sow, sow the oats and then the next year you planted turnips and potatoes and then you put the oats and grass seed and then that was the, the circle. Aye. So one year fallow, two years active? Aye. Mm -hmm. Right. Where did the oats go to? Was that for feed or was that for? Just for feed, aye, aye. And how did you harvest the oats? Where they bind us. Okay. Aye, oh aye. And was that something you'd operate yourself, or did you have a staff? No, or? no. Uh, my, at that time, my brother came and worked for us. I fantastic him because he was on the binder. Well, sometimes he was on the binder, and I would, would keep the the shaves the right size. I. How many folk did you have working with you? Just the two of us. On that, huge, oh, that's huge. <laughs> Gosh, and did you have horses as well? No, Andrina had the horses. That was oh, all. I. Right. Right. But all, all we, had, we tied all the galleries up, <laughs> and then when when the the galloway, the pedigree galloway tied, it kind of there was too many got into it, 
I went and I bought a white bread shorthorn bull. Oh, aye. And we started breeding blue-grey calves. And there a man, McCall the Rex, bought all the, the heifer calves privately. They did that well for them, aye. And was that selling in Oban or was it oh, privately? Privately, after that, we sold in Oban. Uh, this man bought them twice and then after that he said, I'll just come and we'll make a deal and that was it. So how long were you uh, at any farm? I was there uh, till uh, the gardeners took over. I must have been there for uh, 15, 20 years, aye. I remember when Andrina and I talked, she t- said about there was a, a ghost in the house. Is right. right, the house I stayed in. Aye, what was what was that ghost? What was the story well, there? It, the story goes uh, that there, there was a, she was a Maclean, uh-huh. and the McKinnons from Adna American. She was going with him and the barn are in, and right enough, there's a, the, the room that she was locked in, you could see the bars in the sills. Goodness me. Aye, oh aye. So they wouldn't let her go and see her? No, her... no, no, she never got out till she died. Oh, for goodness sake, <laughs> poor thing. <laughs> Jinx. Oh. Aye, oh, she, the, 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 there was a certain place you put this bed and, and, and you couldn't sleep at night because really? it was this thing, cold thing, aye. Oh, Jinx. And I remember, it's an awful thing to say, when I got married, my father and I used to come up every weekend and I said, oh, well, I'll talk to you. <laughs> I shifted the bed. You never came back again. <laughs> <laughs> but aye. definitely she was there right now, but never, never bothered you. No. Aye. And did you see her or did you just... I heard her one night. I left the door open and, you know, you feel this cold. Of course, the shivers, aye. Aye, and the shh. And mm. she went to the back door and then shh, back into the room again, aye. Oh, <laughs> And was, was there any evidence of anything else like that on the land at all? Any no, memories no, of. No, no, no. There's a, a, a bit called the battlefield. Oh, aye. And I was always trying to see if somebody were a detective, see if we could find some, but I couldn't get anybody to. Where was the battlefield? Which was it? It was uh, a big field uh, between uh, the farmhouse and a, a hill called Strong Croup. Mm-hmm. And it seemed there was a big battle there, and of course, you know, been, must have been passed down from ages to age, but the. It seemed there was a big battle there, whatever, whoever the clan it was, I did him, but... Uh, There's such history of oh, <laughs> of violence uh, around us. Well, the same with Bloody Bay. Yeah, just uh, over the hill, yeah, yeah, uh, totally, yeah. And there's a cave there that, that somebody got into it and, the, and they smoked them out and killed them. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's brutal. There's a uh, great history of brutality. Oh. Just, you mentioned your father-in-law. Aye. He was a skipper on the Loch Boy. Oh, wow. By, aye. Gosh. Aye. And then his son took over. And then uh, my young fella, he joined them then to go to Kilohoan. And, and he, he was on, he retired, just retired the other day. They were on the, they own a Finnecourt ferry for 38 years. What, 38 years? <laughs> 38 years. With Calmac? Aye. Goodness me. <laughs> That's now that's long service. Oh, I'm telling you, <laughs> that, So was he um, skippering? It, well, he, 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 the, when the change the the, the the boat, you know, the, the bigger. Mm-hmm. So no, he just went as deckhand. Aye. So did he work with um, Dolly Donald Gibby from uh, from Collinsy then? No, no. Right. He went there after Donald. Right. The madman, as they called him. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was a funny, funny man. <laughs> Do you have any tales about him at all? Yes. He, he was uh, 
and was taking a load of heat to Tyone and, and it, it was ten high and you had to take two tears off and uh, I was at the top of the slip in, in Finnefort and he was shouting and swearing if you don't come you get left behind you have to come back tomorrow so I said the, the, one of the deckhands that was there I said well, we better go and here he swung out the wrong way and of course went like that mm. I lost half the load into the Oh no! <laughs> and the others held the play and I'm and sure. The boss said, well I says he, he was shouting and, and of course he put a report and he said if the, if the load hadn't, if he'd known the load wasn't fastened he wouldn't have taken it. <laughs> oh James. And it was he from, from Canada that came in because uh, it was a bad harvest in, in Britain at that time. I. Well that's one quick way to get it back to Canada certainly. <laughs> There's big wire bales and all, all the best of here, aye. God, that, must, that would have had a big impact on Iona as well. Oh, aye, aye, aye. Aye, Beebe was, um, yeah, a very interesting character from, from Collinsy. And, oh, aye. Uh, I was scared of him when I was a kid. Oh, aye. Uh, I thought he was quite scary <laughs> when I was a wee man, but his wife was lovely. Oh, I don't know how his wife put she, up with him. You know such that, a lovely aye. lady. Um, but I did hear great kindness about him as well. Oh, I broke down one day and he couldn't do enough for us. Uh, it just depends on what kind of mood he was in. Did you bring the, the, the family up in the, the cottage, in the farmhouse at No, in the cottage, aye. Right. And then the, when Mr Gardner came, I, I got a job with my brains and I got a council house. So ah. we went into the council house, aye. So how many of a family do you have? Just a boy and a girl. Fantastic. Aye. And which council house did you get? Were you in Rockfield? Or was no, no, I was in Rudigan, aye. Oh, okay. Aye. Just a wee, the six houses just on its own there, aye. How did it feel from having worked on the land intimately since you were a boy to working oh, with Calmac? Oh, it was a big difference because you're missing the sheep and the cattle and that. Aye. Yeah. Big difference because last year before lorries came, I remember uh, even going to Salon Show, we to walk them to the pier, and then when we got to Salon, we had to walk them from Salon Pier to the show field. Yes. Aye. Yeah. And the same way, and I remember uh, uh, there was a uh, and time, mm. and I'm sure uh, Johnny and Anne and these crofters and Glengorm, Glengorm walked the sheep from Glengorm to Tobamori. That's a big, uh, yeah, that's quite a walk. And there used to be a boat, the Loch Broom used to come in and collect all the sheep and that. Same in Salon, I've, I've seen droves of sheep at Salon Pier with an eye. It was a busy, busy pier though, oh, I and the, yeah, the, and the walk to the show field from there is not, it's quite far as well. Oh, it is, aye. Hey. So what was your role within Calmac? I, I started working on the, in the store and then the, the job came on, on the lorries. Right. So I started with the lorries then and, and then once uh, McBrain sold it, was a, a, a company from Aberdeen took it and right. uh, she got, they got a big uh, backhander off. Uh, Mrs. Thatcher, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then they, they only had it, uh, and they sold the depot in in Glasgow, and that, and that was it. Finished, so we were all made redundant again. <laughs> what age were you when you were made redundant? I would, I'd be uh, forty. Then I went to Ardna Gross. God, that's rough. Uh, 
So Arden Across, so that was back to working in the land that, then? That's right, aye, with Rodri, aye. So you were with the foresters then? Aye, aye. What were your roles at uh, Arden Across then? Just the same, the sheep and the cattle, aye, and, and the silage and aye, aye. Right. How did that feel compared to Eddie? What was the different? What were the differences? Oh well, it was more modernised then because you, you had the baler, you know, in that time when we were at uh, Eddie, it was all you had to make rucks and then you had to take them in and stack them and that. Aye. So the rucks that you made um, were they the rucks that you would have made as a young man in the borders? Oh, aye, aye. Can you explain the process of rucking for us? What what what, what well, was that? Well, when it was dry, you rode it, and and you, you, you had a thing called the sweep. Mm -hmm. It had uh, six uh, long uh, wooden uh, teeth on it, and and you pushed them down this row, and then you, that was a part of the, the ruck, and then the, the next bit, once you dress it on, you. you Forked it out and then made the, the start and dressed it down and then that was it till, oh, maybe July or something like that. And then you brought them into the, the barn and forked them into the barn. <laughs> so how did the bailers change your life? Oh, then? the bailers changed it tremendously. Because I say, you had to keep turning it and then I directed it all uh, handwork. Yeah. The same when, when you took the, the, the rocks in, into the, the stack, the same way to fork and make a stack and that. But once the bailers come out, my God. Mm. And you go to, you go to all the all the end, into the one barn where we, where you was, it was loose, it was an awful time. That must have saved a lot of time. Oh, it saved a lot of time. Oh, yes, aye, aye. Well, yeah. we'd, we'd the same on the border of the stoops. And uh, the farm, I was at Langham Monument, and that was the, the midday sun. If you set the, you all set to set the stoops for the midday sun, so the the sun will get right through the, the whole lot. Wow! And it, it was six shaves to stook. That's amazing. Makes total sense. Yeah, oh, I, I, I always remember the the boy saying, "Set it for the Langham Monument. Touch the midday." That's brilliant to have Aye. that in the land. Aye. So, what? Um, uh, how did you see things changing at, uh, at Arden Cross? What, what? What was? The, what happened there? Oh, it was more modernised. Mm. Really had uh, you know a good uh, moor and, and the, I said the round billar and that. And you know, you would once you got it sealed and that, and then to, you just left it with a tractor, with a hook of the tractor and stuck them up the way you wanted to. Aye. And that was them? Aye, and the same when you went to feed them the in the wintertime, you had these rings and you, you cut the plastic sheeting off it and then just coped it in, and that was it. <laughs> amazing. Oh, it's amazing, aye. Mm. aye. One of the things I'd be curious to know is that I've asked people uh, who are older about the characters you first remember when you first came to Mall. Who were the old, older characters that oh, you remember? Right. So, like people's grandparents from now, or even great grandparents from now. Who were the Who were the people that stick in your memory? Oh, I there was a film. What the pub's called after McGoughan. Oh, can you tell us about McGoughan? Oh, here a he's a great man altogether. I remember the uh, I was laughing, still laughing when I think about McGoughan. There was a man, uh, John Alcorn, he was uh, a traveller for McDougal and Roberts, the dip folk. Mm -hmm. And he was coming in on the Claymore from, he'd been out and used and that. And so he always came in on, on a Tuesday, Thursday and a Saturday. And this McGoughan, he had a hat like Andy Cap, and he had a cigarette out. <laughs> out and 
John was looking at the porthole and he says, Good God, Andy Cap. <laughs> but John was some character. Great, he had great stories. Aye, aye. Do you remember any of John's stories at all? Oh, aye, when he was... Uh, uh, was it out in Uist? He took the wife and the kids out to, to Uist on a holiday. <laughs> and uh, the, 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 he was blind. Oh, we'll have a Kayleigh, they said. And uh, oh, I said, That's fine. And three o'clock in the morning, when it's finishing, and he said, Oh, well, the wife and the kids had went to bed then. They got up at eight o'clock in the morning, expecting to get their breakfast. There was nothing there till eleven o'clock. They didn't get up. <laughs> Well, I can understand that. I think that's that's fair enough. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Oh, I remember I was given uh, Macintosh when he was in kayak. It was the same. Three o'clock in the morning. He'd, he'd done the shearing, helped us with the shearing at the area, and the colonel said, no, you better go and give uh, Sandy a hand. And we'd a bailer at that time, and... Uh, I said, I will bail the hay, and, and oh, it was three o'clock in the morning. I said, oh, I'll let her go to my bed. <laughs> oh, aye, aye, and I got up at seven o'clock, and Mrs. Mm. McIntosh was out getting the cow in, and, and it was a lovely day, and I said, when's Sunday? Oh, he'll not be up till about 10 or 11 o'clock. <laughs> I said, that's a half the day gone. But that was just the way with them there, mm. aye. Aye. The party life. Oh, aye. <laughs> <laughs> So McGoughan, yeah, what what was it about McGoughan that people remember with oh, such great affection? A great stories altogether. Oh, fantastic altogether. Because he'd been a sniper in the First World War, hasn't he? He, he, he was out in, in uh, where was he now? He was in Dardanelles, wasn't he? No, no, but he went into some desert uh, thing. Oh, right. <laughs> well, it must have been the Dardanelles, anyhow, but he, he got uh, detached from, from his platoon and they come across these Turks mm. and he, he said I could just capture them there was 20 of them and just marched them back to them. <laughs> on his own uh, and another story he had uh, uh, Gardain he was a colonel of the, or a, uh, he must have been colonel of the major of the regiment and uh, the, the the boat uh, didn't sail the Lough and this day and and uh, uh, the colonel had him up and uh, he said, uh, what kept you, uh, McFarlane? <laughs> oh, he said, it was the weather. You're a damned liar because he said, I sold, I sailed that day. I was in, it was in Ireland the time of the... the, the Black and Tans. Gosh. Aye. Uh, yeah, it must have been extraordinary as his life. It's... Oh, Aye. So there was McGoughan, but who else was there around town? Uh, there was another man called Molly. Molly? Dun uh, Molly, aye. Duncan McKinnon, he was, he was another old Watley, aye. Mm. aye. What was it about? What did he do? He was just a kind of odd job man, aye. I cut, he, he used to come to the and for himself cut peats. And then when the big sales was on in Oban, he'd be the week in Oban, yeah. aye. Yeah. Then he'd go up the sales in Loch Sooner from that, aye. When you were socialising, did you get much of a chance to go to the pub or anything like that no, at all? No, no, no. no. Um, what, what would you do for socialising when you were younger and, and coming to Mull, first of all? Well, the, the, as I said, uh, I didn't know many folk then, but the, 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 the sort of not dance, the games and that, and the regard would put into the eye. Aye, the games, had, it was a week's uh, dancing at the games, aye, and there'd be two... Uh, 
go in the, the drill hall next to Western Isles mm -hmm. and, and the Harris Hall. Right? And who were the bands? Who do you remember playing? Oh, uh, well, Bobby and then uh, Jim Johnston mm -hmm. and the Gallaglass Keeley band from Ireland came on here. Right? And and uh, Callum McLean, he, he's... He was uh, had the odd wee band, aye. He's fantastic. Oh, aye. I, I, very lucky to play the fiddle with Callum. Did you? Aye. aye um, just, uh, he was, yeah, Hazel Brocky had been his fiddler That's for right, years. Aye. Fantastic musician. Aye, oh, Callum, he, he, was, he, he made some great tunes right aye, now. He's aye. a fine tunesmith. No tunes aye. Much missed. But you know, the, the Hart family had a, a bad record of heart trouble, aye. Yeah. That's aye. It. Indeed. Uh, as I say, Cully was nice, aye. He was a lovely man. Oh, yeah. No, Gene's still about as well, so I need to catch up with Gene at some point. And of course, Andy Campbell, he would uh, used to have an odd tune, aye. Ah, fantastic. He would be quite, quite a young man then, Oh, Andy. that's right, aye. He was a great host at the Gaila Arms. Mm. He was something similar to the man that uh, had the Western, a McLean, a fellow McLean. You couldn't wish for a better host, aye. Oh, it's lovely. What what are the changes you've seen in island life since first you came here? Oh, hi, the, the, the amount of traffic now. I mm. uh, was oh, just talking about that, yes. Aye. <laughs> and and uh, uh, the, the, the more young ones going about now. And, and of course, the, the, as I said, pubs now, they have these discos and whatnot. Mm. So I noticed that pubs in uh, shut at half past ten in my days, aye, 11 o'clock, aye. And the town itself, in terms of down, like uh, in Tobermory, down in the in the front there, what 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 were your kind of what what was a treat to go to when you were younger? Oh, the the the, the games dance mm. and the regatta dance, and, and on the southern night they had a, a a a dance on the pier. Ah, yes, I've heard about this. Ah, yeah. yeah. And the bandit, HS, the health and safety bandit, because somebody fell into the water. No rope, nothing, just... No, nothing, no. Gosh. It was a great time. So did you know Duncan McGilp quite well? Oh, yes, I knew Duncan well. I was a nice man, aye. I, I, he had a few sheep himself, black-faced sheep, aye. That's right. Aye, he great stories, aye. But I guess, were you here... It was just after the war that you came here, is that right? 1954 I came. Right, Aye. right. Was um, House still standing at that point? It, it was at that time and then they demolished it a few years after oh. that. Aye. Did you ever go in at all? Yes, I was at it. It was a lovely house. Aye. Aye. I, I always said it was made a great old folks home. Yeah. Aye. With yeah. the granite that was in it was... Aye, there was <laughs> a crowd came up from Glasgow and they were selling the doors. Mm -hmm. And here they were just crooks there, the police had <laughs> to arrest them, aye, but the, the money had gone anyhow, oh, aye. aye. What, did, what happened to the granite from Aris House? It, it's just lying there, they just demolished it, aye. They sum up at, the, at, um, they sum up at Rockfield, uh -huh. because the, the distillery was going to build a bond store up and they took some of the, the, the stone up there, aye. Ah, aye. I didn't know that. Aye. Right. At that time, they, they, they were going to even put a bottling plant on. Here in Mull? Aye, oh, aye. Aye, I, I was three years bringing the, dis, uh, the barley in from Inverness to the distillery, but uh, uh, it was a... Uh, 
Sorry, this is my oh. dog wagging its tail. Ripley, do you want to go sit up there? Ripple. Ripple's going to be... Oh, oh. <laughs> Thanks, darling. <laughs> it reminds me of Naga that had the dish of those uh, uh, Spanish eyes. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Uh, and they were going to do it well, eh? <gasps> Why did it not work out? The, 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 the price of uh, uh, exports fell down and the, okay. they couldn't get the, the, the bond store right enough. And then, the, as I said, something happened and they took all the, the whiskey out of the bond store. Some of it went, I took some to Campbellton. Mm -hmm. They bought some of it. Aye. It all went for blending with others, oh, other nice. brands. Aye. Mm -hmm. But they the, the, the were going to, they did an extra, they wanted to put an extra two stills and they built the place and all, but whatever happened, I don't know. Well, Harlan it ran out of money, what they don't know. Wow. Aye. So what happened to the, 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 did they just demolish it afterwards or what happened? Don't know. No, it, 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 uh, still the bond store, though. Still the bond store. Well, no, it's in the, the flats now. So in the flats, of course. Aye. Yeah. Oh, the whiskey that was up there, the bottles and bottles of whiskey. Oh, my God, aye. Wow. I didn't know that. So do you remember um, the old, uh, the fever hospital? No, the poor, the poor house. I remember the poor house before the, it, like, there was nobody in it. No, And no. the, the, the a fever hospital, it was in one of the airy fields. That's um, Glockenachiardi. That's right, aye. Yeah, that's where the Govins live. That's right, aye. Yeah. So you remember that as the oh, fever aye. hospital, All right? What was that like? Did you, Was it just in ruins, pretty much? Or it was was it? In ruins, it, it wasn't a, for it to be a fever hospital, but there was an, another outbuilt there, but it was demolished, but it was all, it was all kind of uh, plastered and that what was left there, aye. Because the fella, was it Davy Borton, bought it first when he was a young fly. And there's a man, Schwab, he bought, well, God, I sold the field off. Schwab, he built a lovely big house, aye. And are there any other kind of ventures that never came to anything that you saw at all in, in Tobermory? That, that... I know, there was one in, in, in particular, I think, we'll get back to the, where it was, the, the, it was through the highlands and islands, and it's going to be. A, I think they're going to put a, a hens and that on it, but it didn't materialise. Die outside Tobermory, either they're going to be a big flock of hens and that. Die was that towards Scarborough way or? Well, between uh, Rockfield and 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 Lisbury, uh, <laughs> Any other tales of, of life in Tobermory that you think that stick in your mind or anything? The local bar was the main thing, anyhow, in uh -huh. those days, aye, because the, the galley, I can always remember that, the galley was between the two pens for cattle. I remember uh, Donald Urquhart was the cook. Oh, yeah. And, and everything was cooked in there and it was taken down to the saloon. It was a, a table service in those days, aye. Wh which bar was this? The, uh, the Lochinvar. The Lochinvar bar. 
On, on the on the boat itself. Aye, the oh, saloon. Aye. Yes, of course. Aye. Charlie's aye. dad was on that. Was it uh, Charlie Hogg's dad? Yes, he was chief steward. Aye. 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 Because I think he's t- tales of travelling with uh, giant platters of oily eggs. And aye, that's like right. That. Well, that's what I want to say. This cook come by with a, a, a big dish, a, a bake, mm. <laughs> and it was at the base sale. And uh, just as we got by this penny sheep, a uh, uh, cattle, uh, it, it just gave a cough, and of course, it had been some, it was, it was kind of like diarrhea, and it went all over the street. <laughs> 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 oh, Jings, oh, no. Come on, Mackenzie Calgary, he, when he went on, mm-hmm. he brought his own eggs mm-hmm. and it had to be timed to the time he wanted it. Uh, really? Oh, I'm telling you, aye. Goodness I me. I mean, Donald Lacretet saying that, he's very Colonel That's amazing. Aye, aye. Did you know um, Colonel Mackenzie? Oh, aye, aye. What was he like? Oh, he was a, a, a funny kind of man, right enough, aye. Because he was at, um, at uh, what do you call it, Dunkirk. Was he? Aye. Oh, aye. They used to have, Lucy told me they had the landing aye. orders for Dunkirk aye. and their downstairs toilet. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I was... When my brother came to Mull, he came for the holidays. Well, he came to see what was going on, and, and uh, the, the he was looking for a man, the colonel, and, and I said, "I'll go away and see him." And, and uh, he said, uh, "My brother said uh, he asked my brother what would uh, what wage was wanting." He told him, "Well, you know, twelve pound a week or something like that." Good God, I can't afford that. <laughs> oh dear. So that was it. Time. Yeah. I've got to mind Callum McLean, and he was uh, there for a while because that uh, time was part of uh, Mackenzie's eye. <laughs> right, of course, I'd, yeah. So before Hugh came? That's right, oh, aye. So it was aye. Callum McLean was before Hugh? Was aye, right, aye. Okay. And wh- who was and Callum? And another man, uh, Donald, uh, what was Donald's name now? He worked at, uh, for Colonel Finley at Ardoo. Mm-hmm. And then he came to 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 on time, and then the department had something to do with it that time, and then that's when Hugh came in. I and just thinking about other people from from you, the, the people that we've mentioned in the podcast previously, Donald Langamall. Oh, aye, aye. What was he like? Oh, he was nice. He was he had the garage mm. in Tomori. Aye. <laughs> Aye, he had great stories as mm. well. Do you remember I? any of his stories at all? No, no, not. Aye. But uh, I and and uh, I was uh, I said Donald Langamall. I yes, I was born. I think he said he was brought up in Langamall. Aye, aye, aye. And um, how about um, Springbank? Oh, Ian Macdonald. Ian Macdonald. Oh, aye. What was he like? Oh, he was a nice man. You know, nothing put him up. Not uh, no, Fantastic. no. I I remember uh, I loaded him up and I can't even how many uh, thing was a dynamite on the back of this lorry <laughs> when they're doing the the road in the glen. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Hi, and he was going up a uh, uh, glen chalice, and he was slowing up and <laughs> he had the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this man said, "Will you let me by?" He says, "Yes." When I get over the top of this hill. That was great, and he was going to this uh, place in in the Tors house in the Glen, mm-hmm. and uh, he came in, and uh, the boy said, "No, we're not going to unload you till we had our tea." 
Oh, he said, I can't do it any longer. So he took the, the tail off the back of the lorry and tipped it out. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, you never saw a man main scattering all your life. <laughs> and he, he said, it's all right. It hasn't got the debt in it the way it is. <laughs> I remember him telling us that. He said, I learned them. He said, I just tipped it up. And <laughs> No, yeah. oh, that would solve any um, oh, congestion oh, problems. Aye. Aye. <laughs> aye, his father had a boat. All right, okay. Aye, aye. aye uh, the, the soil in Springbank, uh -huh. it's all kind of black, peaty soil. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were taking tatties from Ireland. And when yeah. they come back home, it, they cleaned the hull out of the boat and they carted the, the soil up to Springbank. The ballast, aye. Aye. Why? I've heard that's what the top of Tobermory is, all ballast. That's right, aye. That's aye. quite a thought. Aye. But I mean, I gave Ian, Ian a hand to dig the garden and there wasn't a stone in it. I said, really? And I said, my God, that's great. Yes, he says, that came from Ireland. <laughs> aye. Oh, it was nice of you, know, aye. Nothing put him up, not now. No. What do you remember of um, Gaelic in the community as well? Because with, with the borders, there wouldn't no, be much no. Gaelic. And there's very little Gaelic. It were the young ones when I came. Right. It yeah. were just the old ones, aye. Who, yeah, who, who do you remember as Gaelic speakers from when you were young? Oh, aye. There, there was, uh, well, Captain Black himself on the Long Bar. John Kennedy was uh -huh. the mate. Uh -huh. And uh, Curly. Mm -hmm. well, uh, who was Curly? Oh, what, what was Curly's name now? Uh, Cameron. Mm -hmm. And he, I don't know why, maybe had Curly when he was uh, younger, maybe. Young, maybe. He, and his brother, Rockheel, they called him. Okay. Rochiel, mm -hmm. aye. Cameron Rochiel. Okay. He, he was uh, uh, well up in the police in Edinburgh. Uh, right. That one. And then there was another one. He was uh, head of the police in London. Aye. That's aye. something Big else. Big golly, whoa, what a say yeah. he was. Aye. Because remember, there was a function in, 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 the, in the Western Isles. And uh, two of the boys was kind of out of hand, and I can still see uh, Big Al just picked him up like that, mm -hmm. threw him out. <laughs> Off you go, boys. Yeah. No bother. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever pick up any Gaelic yourself at all? No, very little. I got uh, this one saying that the, the Kennedys and well, my father-in-law and, and uh, his wife was Robertson. They they oh, had all Gaelic high, but mm. they used to live out in the Trishnish Islands in the summer. Ah, uh, we, aye. right. Aye. What did they say about that, being out in the Trishna Shells? Did they have any tales about that at all? No, no, they didn't mention much. They, just, they said they went out for the summer, aye. <laughs> they had the sheep out there. And, Who was running Browns when you were first here? Uh, 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 Johnny, what was Johnny's name? Uh, Neely Dondon. Oh, yes. Aye. And... Uh, uh, a girl sharp, so McLean. Uh, Polly. No, uh, Pauline's daughter. Oh, right, okay. Uh, she was the secretary there. And, ah. uh, and Alan Brown himself. Mm. Uh, oh, George has got something. Hold on. Yeah, George, huh? Oh, Dykes. Uh, no, yes. <laughs> they, they're a character now. Dykes and Agnes, yeah. Uh, Tell oh, us about them. That's a good story, you know. Okay. The, 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 I was unlo unloading the lorry of McBrain's. And there was a couple came off the old pier, and the tears was going down. And I said, "That must have been a good story that fella told you." 
She said, you know what I want to tell you? It, 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 it had an antique clock and all it needed was two new batteries. <laughs> yes. Oh, I hate that they'll go, uh, there's a wee book and Agnes will be in the bow and they, they'll go to Tyree and these, their, their father was a great tinsmith. Yes. Aye, uh, seemingly aye. Did you know the father at all? No, 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 no. Right. The, the brother, I knew that his brother, he was a, a skipper with McBrain's. And then there was another one, uh, Johnny and Ann, he was a nice, uh, he was entirely different to Dykes altogether, aye. Johnny and Ann was Dykes' brother? Aye. I'm oh, not Johnny and Ann here. All oh, right, I was going to say. No. <laughs> right, ah. And uh, oh, uh, there was another one, uh, lived in Dunbeg. Mm -hmm. I mean, Willie was his name, aye. Mm -hmm. But oh, he was a tremendous liar, aye. <laughs> <laughs> Did they ever, was there kindness with them as well? Oh, though? they were kind, oh, aye, mm -hmm. aye, aye. Well, what was Agnes like? What oh, she was, she was two yards behind them. She ne they never yeah. weren't allowed to go in front of them. Aye. aye. Funny that. Aye. He, he, he was on the Queen Mary dykes himself, aye, in his young days, aye. And she, aye. As a working in... A, a deckhand, aye. Goodness me. Aye. I wonder why he didn't stick with it. <laughs> it never so much. Yeah. But we never he was never short of money, that was one. Really? You you I remember the first time I met him. It must have been uh, 55, 56. And uh, I was waiting on the train and I said there was no busing then I would go to Castle Douglas and mm. and uh, lens lens lens, lens uh, five bob for a cup of tea. I said, Five of us, I need no other money myself. I was all right, and he pulled out a big wad of notes. Aye. But he was always on the beg like that. He was Can always asking for Aye. Cunning. Aye. But oh. to Agnes, poor Agnes, that the, 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 a place up the, the road, near Skabur, mm -hmm. Hayfield Hotel, no door, no bell, the tent. Yeah. <laughs> the Hayfield Hotel. And then he got a lovely uh, showman's caravan, you know, old with the four wheels on it. Where he got it from, I don't know, but my, it was fantastic. Varnished a lot. Aye. Lovely. Aye. How long were they in that for? They were only in it for a couple of years, aye, and right. it disappeared. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. But they did end up in a house in the end, didn't they, as well? Oh, I ended up in, in Rockfield, mm -hmm. in one of these... Uh, Room, you know, the singer, the smaller houses, aye, mm. aye. You know, changed days, it says everything was walked in those days before, mm. the, before the ferry started, aye. It's a thought and a half, aye. It really is. Slinging cattle off the Loch and Var onto the, <laughs> aye. And uh, they re well, they called them horse boxes, they just held to one animal, aye. There's a, of course, they had a ramp. Yeah. They could load do when the tide was lowered, but mm. And uh, Miss Lithgow, she had Glen Gorham at the time. Oh, yeah. She never travelled on the long bars with the rest of the folk. Why not? Because she was Miss Lithgow, so part of the Lithgow group. Oh, right. And, and the long bar had to do a special run to take it to Oban, aye. That's aye. something else. Oh, I'm telling you, those days, aye. That's oh, they're, they're big money. There's a place for the, for the lairds and that on the long bar, aye. Aye. That's, I've never heard of that at all. Oh, aye. Oh, she never, uh, and, and I said, 
Well, it just sat on the table because it was planks that they had yeah. to put the cart on. Aye. Dr. McIntyre? Who was Dr. McIntyre? He was the, he was the main GP for here, aye. And uh, his wife was both his secretary and nurse as well, aye. They stayed St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. Aye, aye, that was the, and uh, I remember uh, when the young fellow Hickey was born, it was a Saturday, and, and he, he said, well, well, I don't think I'll be able to go to the pictures tonight, he said. So that was fine, and we didn't, and uh, of course uh, he was born, and he always came down for a cup of tea after he did it, delivered the bus, and I'm not saying to him, well, Dr. McIntyre, what is it? Well, Harry, I really, that's the way he spoke, I really don't know, I never looked. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, he, he was great at delivering babies, oh, that's it. I think it was three generations he delivered, aye. That's extraordinary. Aye, there was uh, a nurse Campbell, she was here. Yes. And, and uh, no, there's a, she was a great nurse in, nurse in Derrick. Her husband was a gamekeeper. I mean, she was awful nice too. Murak? Murak? Uh, no, not St. Gillicris, the one before, long before that. Oh, right. Aye. Aye. And he was an old Ford car, that's all he had, Dr. Mac, an old Ford popular, right? Where was the doctor's surgery in those days? It was up in, in, in St. Mary's, right. aye. Aye. And uh, where was he from, Dr. McIntyre? Was he... he was from Lanarkshire or something, aye. I think he was, no, I wouldn't like to, to bet him, but he came from the mainland. To, mm. uh, his wife uh, belonged call, she was a Kennedy of call, aye. Aye. But she did, she, when you came to the door, she opened the door and sat you down, and then if you needed, if you needed any other work, like stitches, she would be there as nurse as well, aye. They, they were great altogether. It was Nurse Campbell, uh, and then there was another nurse, uh, she was Irish, but she was married to a fellow called Alec Eulett, had the big butcher's shop, he had the three shops, aye. Mm-hmm. She was another great nurse, aye. aye. Yules, of course, yeah, there's a long story of Yules in Tobermory, isn't there? That's right, aye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who had calf when you were younger? Who was on calf? Mrs Cotton. Right. Did you ever go across and see her at all? Yes, aye. What was it like? Oh, it was great altogether, aye. There was a fellow, Bobby Butter, we called him, McLean. He had mm. the sheep on there, aye. Aye. Because he was at Drumfin. That's right, aye. Right. What was Bobby Butter like? I've never, I've never known who he was. Oh, he was a big, tall boy. He, worked, he, he was all his days with the county. Right. Aye. And I used to take him to the International Sheepdog Trials. Oh, really? Oh, that was, that was his annual outing. I didn't know till I went to Wales, first of all, but there was a barrier between North Wales and South Wales. Oh, right. Because the North Walesians, they speak the Gaelic. Yes. And the South don't. Ah. There was one day, though, we were at this stand, and the two of them came, and, and he got them that wound up. They were nearly at one of the short and Bobby went and left them. <laughs> Thanks. But you were great for teasing and that. Like, oh, he was good, big Bobby. Aye. Mm-hmm. His sister, uh, she ran the sheepdog trails for years. Aye. Where, did, where did the sheepdog tra- trails take place here? Well, it, when I came to Mulfurst, it was Narden across. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Killicronan was the next venue. And then now it's at Gruelan now. Aye. Aye. And you still go? Oh, I, 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 I might job letting the sheep out uh, for the. 
Aye. Do you still have a dog as well yourself? No, no. Right. No, I lost the poor dog. She was quite good. All of, uh, she, nobody could beat her at penning at the trial. She, I just wait how many times won the penning eye. But she, she had she, no much use running out the garden. You always the whistle her two or three times. But once you got them penned or shed, my God, she was. Mm. Uh, but all the, uh, as I said, there was quite a good turnout uh, at the trials last week, I. The only fault the ones from Butte couldn't come because of the pandemic, I Of course. Aye. Thank you so much, Harry. It was just brilliant to get a chance to spend time together. I look forward to catching up with you again soon. And a special thank you goes out to a previous guest, Andrina Duffin, who put me in contact with Harry. Well, hello there. If you've been following what we do in the winter as it goes out, I feel I owe you an apology. There haven't been any episodes for months on end, and I do apologise. I've just been frantically busy on projects all over the place. I, I must apologise wholeheartedly. For instance, last week saw me in Estonia, which was just amazing. If you've never been, I can't recommend it strongly enough. It's a remarkable place. I was working at a film festival in Tallinn, where I was part of a jury and also chairing a discussion on approaches to film education and the development of professional practice. In this kind of work, I'm really deeply wary of the culture of manals, panels made up entirely of men. It's just not right. So we were determined to draw in interesting female filmmakers to talk about their work. But the only young female filmmaker we could get to talk about her work at the festival was a young lady who'd just released a film about a lass from Stockholm whose great ambition was to make it in the world of porn. The film follows her journey from Stockholm over to LA and shows how her career develops. As you may have guessed if you listen to a few of these podcasts, this is not a world with which I'm particularly familiar. Ninja, the filmmaker spoke brilliantly about her career and her choices that had led her up to making this film, which actually sounds quite brilliant. It's a proper feminist parable, telling a story from a side that audiences don't normally hear from. It's really important work. The film is called Pleasure. I had to ask all sorts of questions around the topic, which proved to be very interesting. And then, following a conversation about the subjective point of view in porn, I had to follow this immediately with a set of questions to someone working with a children's film charity here in the UK. It was quite a pirouette. So life has been somewhat busy of late, but fear not. When I can grab a moment, I try to spend time with interesting people who have tales to tell. There's another good few episodes languishing, waiting to be edited, so there's plenty more what we do in the winter to come. I'll even see if I can get a Christmas episode together in time for you. Now, if you wanted to support the podcast, please feel free to click the donate tab on whatwedointhewinter.com. But obviously, don't worry at all if you can or you don't want to. I'd much rather that you listened and went gallivanting with us rather than not. And on that note, thank you so much to our monthly supporters. I really, really appreciate your support. Needless to say, if you are a monthly supporter and you find yourself in different circumstances and not able to support the podcast anymore, don't worry about this at all. I totally understand. As ever, dear listener, if you could leave a star review on whichever platform you listen to, I'd be really grateful. It helps to spread the word about the project and makes these stories available to more and more people. 
as ever, thank you to all of you who reach out and say hello. It's been fantastic to have so many messages, as um, even when there's no episodes going out. It's just lovely hearing from people. It always makes my day to hear from people. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening. I hope that life has been kind to you. And I look forward to catching up with you again in the not-too-distant future. Take care, wherever you are. Bo Tang. Shinakate.